It's it's native New Yorkers that built the town of Manhattan. And then those immigrants, sure, that came in legally through Ellis Island, that built Manhattan, not Bill de Blasio. And David Arnold, by the way, my next guest, he's a political guy. We'll get to that in a minute. But you love Imagine Dragons, and thank you. Could you just fire me up with this song? Oh, God bless you, Alexander. And and it's been a little bit, but I know you're a warrior out in California fighting some local crime as well. And we'll talk about that for a second. But I know I'm catching you before a flight. And you're going overseas. You're always adventuring. Yep. If you haven't followed him already on Instagram, you really have to. It's, uh, I believe, David A. Arnold. Is that right? Yeah, you can look up David Allen Arnold or Airborne Camera, either one. And, and Allen is A-L-A-N, David Allen Arnold. He's on everything, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You really can't miss him. And that's the beauty of his adventurous life because he's always doing something with his helicopter in the air, on the ground, with his family. You know, it's fun to watch his life. But but where are you going? What What's the deal now? Where are you going now? Well, I'm, I'm working on a big network show. And uh, where I'm going on this trip, it's a 30-day trip, and I can't talk about it until after I get back, sadly. Uh, but I can tell you it's, a, it's an amazing, exotic location. And uh, you mentioned adventures. Uh, it'll be very typical of the adventures that you see on my Instagram of the this catch and amazing race and, and things like that. And I can, I can show videos and stuff, but I can't talk about it. Uh, until they're done filming. Now you are an Emmy award-winning videographer. Am I right about that? Is that that that's who you are? And you've been videographing Deadliest Catch almost every season. Is that right? That's correct. And and when you mention Emmys, um, I won uh, Emmy awards four times for my work on Deadliest Catch, and uh, and that's an amazing thing. I I finally got to go to the Emmys a couple of years ago, and. When people walked up to the podium to get their Emmy, uh, the announcer tells their background. So he'll say, Bob has just won. You know, he's been nominated seven times, and he just won his first Emmy Award. And I'm looking at the guy walking to the stage. He's about 70 years old. And I thought, wow, he's worked his whole – he's lived his whole life. He's worked his whole career, and he finally won an Emmy Award. So I, it gave me some sense of, wow, you know, for Deadliest Catch to win four of those – for cinematography is is just such a great uh, uh, honor, and it's it's something to really be proud of. You know, when sitting in a room with people who sometimes you know work their whole careers and don't get one of those. And, and so, you probably helped make Degolius catch a really big hit. And what angles? What what was your mind like when you were going over all the different camera works above the water to, to watch these guys get the big the big uh, you know sharks and all that. Well, it it is uh, deadliest catch is one of the biggest adventures on television, and six men died season one before they even went fishing, so no one had caught any crabs yet, and already one of the boats had sank, and uh, they lost six men that first night, and um, it is it's an incredible. Uh, as, as, as a reporter asked me one time, he goes, Dave, why do you do this if it's so dangerous? And, uh, and it's just an incredible adventure. It's, it's an honor to be a part of it. And I talk a lot about the stories of flying over Deadliest Catch and, you know, being lost in a storm or being caught in really violent uh, uh, 
uh, air currents that flow around those islands. Uh, and it's just such an incredible, just life altering uh, adventure. And I, I don't kiss the ground when I come back from deadliest catch, but I, I know why people do. Right, right, because it really is deadly, as you, as you mentioned. So thank God you've been able to survive every journey you've had. Now, why, why I was intrigued with what you're also doing or may be doing or have done is Yellowstone Live, the beautiful Yellowstone Park. Your cinematography has captured that as well. Uh, I know they're going to do a new one, but talk about your experience with it. Uh, the the uh, Yellowstone Live is such an amazing production. Um, they what's neat about it is you know if if we do a live broadcast in New York City, then we have power, we have uh, satellite setups, we have high speed internet on fiber optics. It's it's kind of a convenient thing to do a, a live show. But they're doing a live show in the, in one of the most remote wildernesses in the United States. And it's just amazing that they would even attempt, you know, at a place where there are no electrical outlets to to do a live TV show with all of those people and equipment. And, you know, in Hollywood, they say don't ever work with kids or animals because they're so unpredictable. And they're doing a live show in the wilderness uh, with animals that they don't control. Uh, and then Yellowstone Park is so universally loved. Uh, people just absolutely love Yellowstone Park, and Yellowstone Live is such a great celebration of this really unique part of America. It's just a great thing to be a part of, and I'm really thrilled that they're bringing that back. And it, it sounds fun. I mean, everybody knows Yellowstone because of the geyser, but I'm sure you have it, – it's more than just the geyser, right? I mean, there's got to be more to that park than just what what's it's iconic for, which is the Yellowstone geyser. There's There's so much more – uh, than just, you know, Old Faithful, for example. Uh, there's so much more, and most people who visit Yellowstone only get to see about 50 yards from the trail, you know, as they go through the scenic routes. But it's it's an amazing, vast area of so much unique geography and such amazing wild animals. I mean, the, the bison, uh, I could just stare at them all day. They're so weird. And... Uh, and they're these primordial creatures, you know, who've been around for thousands and thousands of years. And they're just so weird to look at. And, and, and so the show, Yellowstone Live, allows people to go beyond that 50 yards of what they can see, you know, from the, the tourist areas of Yellowstone. And, and our aircraft has a 60-mile range where we can go anywhere in that park and beam back a live picture of bears or wolves or waterfalls, you know, and stuff and places and, and animals uh, that you can't uh, see from where most tourists get to, get to, uh, to visit on their trip. And, and so that's, that's what's really neat about that show is, is that they, they show that stuff live as it's happening. And and so where can people rewatch that before the upcoming event uh, is to take place? If you go to Nat Geo, their website, uh, I'm sure you can find it. If you just Google it or look on YouTube, you'll see, you know, segments of it. And uh, it's a really cool thing. Uh, and, hey, you know what? Some stuff doesn't work. It, it's a live show, and we don't know what's going to happen, and we don't even know if the power is going to hold up, you know, for the, the satellite uh, link. But um, but overall, it's this really neat thing. and. 
and uh, it's it's absolutely cool to watch the clips of of even our helicopter shots flying over these amazing uh, hot, so much geothermal uh, activity in Yellowstone Park that a lot of people may not even know about of just all of this heat coming up from mm-hmm. the earth and heating this water. And there's, there's a lot of uh, biological entities, there's creatures that only live in that hot water, those springs that are found nowhere else on earth. And our helicopter flies right over them. So you get just such a great view of all of that on that geo uh, Yellowstone life. Now, now, David, let me ask you, what were you able to get old faithful? Like what kind of angle did you get on old faithful that, that people can look forward to? It was huge. We did it live. Uh, the first uh, show started with the host in our helicopter reporting live to the audience, and we were flying over some of those geothermal sites, the springs, the geysers. There's a number of them. Old Faithful is the best known, but there's a number of them. We, we, we flew around them live you know, while the show was on air, and, uh, and we were able to show people you know, angles and, and views of that, that they, they could go to Yellowstone a hundred times and never see what you can see from our helicopter. And that all came live through the broadcast on Yellowstone Live. Well, it, it, I'm sure it's going to be back this year. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss uh, re-watching last year's if you didn't get to see it already. If you did and want to watch it again, you can go to Nat Geo's website and it'll be there. Uh, now, David, we had um, we had talked in October when you were about to release your your latest book about exposing the school bus stop. I asked you that day if you were going to still be alive after it was published. You're still alive. You're talking to me, so that's a good plus. Uh, what else has happened from the book uh, since it launched? Uh, a, a lot of people have read the book, and most of them universally, the, the readers tell me that they're they're completely shocked. The comment I get the most often is, this really happened? Because this sounds like a fictional movie script. And the stuff that I witnessed at the school bus stop uh, in the mountains above Los Angeles is the reason that I'm writing books. It's the reason I've, I've gone public. And, uh, um, and I think that what's happening now is a lot of people are finding the book on Amazon. They're reading it. Uh, that book is called what lies above the clouds. And it's the second of my true adventure books. And it is a day by day accounting of an organized crime ring that committed a number of crimes at a school bus stop and uh, and it's it's an interesting uh, but you would true take crime your story. you mm. would take your son to the bus stop to get the bus, and that's how you kind of knew things were happening, right? Uh, he he doesn't go to that school bus stop. He uh, I drive him to school, but okay. um, but all of the kids in the neighborhood, or most of them, you know, would would go and wait for the bus at that school school bus stop in our tiny town. And uh, so they were very vulnerable and they, you know, the county was telling them to go and stand there each day and wait for the bus. And meanwhile, there was so much criminal activity happening there, including murder. Uh, It's just a a crazy scenario uh, that I think the more people find out about it, uh, the more likely it is that the bad guys are going to get caught and that uh, we can kind of make kids all throughout America safe so that this kind of criminal chaos never happens again. And we pray that it doesn't happen again and that your life is, is you know, safely secure as you're exposing 
these really awful activities that went on. You gotta you gotta read David's new book out as well. Now, David, you're also pretty controversial with your political views, and we have bonded on that over the last few months because you know when we meet each other in Manhattan. No idea our political views. We just talk like, you know, regular guys, one another. Then we're friends on Facebook. We see each other's views. We're clicking. Everybody's like talking both of us down at the same time. We're like, no, we're going to stick to Trump. So so what has that been like over the last few years being pro-Donald Trump? Well, I, I used to. I live in Hollywood, so I live in one of the most uh, staunch liberal communities in America. And... I used to post Donald Trump pictures just to amuse myself because one of my pictures of a smiling Donald Trump that I put on Facebook got 3,000 comments last year. And for whatever reason, I, I think, honestly, I think the reason I get so much, so much uh, controversy and comments on my Facebook is because um, nobody here will say those things. You know, people in Los Angeles won't put up a picture on their social media of the president and ask questions of, is he a great president? Is he uh, good for the economy? Is he the best for jobs? Is he uh, is he fixing our uh, problems with North Korea? Uh, has he cured global warming? I mean, most people in Los Angeles won't, won't even say anything about him publicly because the people who hate him are so angry and so hateful when those discussions come up that people just get afraid to discuss politics. And as you know, I welcome it. I, I enjoy it. And uh, I, I love gets, all of my... It amuses you yeah, a little bit. It, it amuses you a bit, too. I could tell on social media how far crazy some of these people have gone uh, across the country. And so far, we're seeing that craziness in Congress. By the way, uh, you know, they read the entire Mueller report in the House. This is how insane it is. And I think what we're focused on is actually getting solutions. And the liberals and the Democrats in the leadership don't care about solutions. They just want to drag this on. And I think that will lead to Trump 2020. I really feel it. Yeah, I I think he's an unstoppable force of nature, and I I think he's this sort of backwards energy source where the the more you hate him, the more you push against him, the stronger he gets. And so I've I've definitely learned from watching him create controversy, and you know he's managed to keep himself on the front page of every newspaper in America since he started to run for president, and uh, and I think that's going to continue. And, you know, my political beliefs aren't actually that big of a deal to me. I I enjoy politics. I stay informed. But the reality is, is I I love people, whether they vote for Hillary Clinton or whether they vote for Donald Trump. And I think what's unusual about me is I'm not afraid to talk about it or ask some questions. And I I can hold a conversation. So, uh, yeah, if you go to some of my like on Twitter, I I once in a while will post politics. And and if you go there, you can definitely uh, I'll have a conversation with anybody back and forth. And I don't block people. And and that's a big thing, which many people do block. And I, I've had to because of the aggressiveness, but, you know, they get over the top for me. I don't I don't want that on my feed, but at least they keep it pretty. Uh, they don't curse on your feed. I don't see, which is which is good because they, they, do, they do. They do. Actually, they curse. They there was a guy the other, other about a week ago who probably wrote 40 really ugly, nasty, sexual, just disgusting things. And I used to worry about that 
and now I don't. Now I a guy like that who comes on there and he's like, "Oh, you like Trump, or you don't think Trump is bad?" So I think you're, you know, they'll just say all these terrible things, and I just smile. I click a like on his <laughs> comment and I say, "Tell me more," <laughs> because because he's not hurting me when he does that. <laughs> he's making himself look like an a. A hole, you yes. know. Now, uh, exactly. if you want to follow David on Airborne Camera on Instagram, I, this this thought's been running through my mind as we were talking. You do contests, right? If 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 someone snaps a picture of your aerial shots, whether it be deadliest catch or hey, I've got a sports base as well, NFL fans, you might get a prize from David Allen Arnold, right? Yeah, on a regular basis, I, I love doing that. Thank you for mentioning that. I always love to just say, hey, you know, if someone, if you take a best picture with my book or if you uh, if you uh, tag me in a post, uh, you know, it shows you reading my book or something like that, I, I love for people to do that. And, and I get a lot of interesting uh, comments and, and uh, stuff from people around the world, and I, I just love doing that. And, and the books have gone international, so some of the comments that I get on social media are from other countries. And by the way, it looks like you'll be going back to Oakland because I think they're going to stay there. I know you were part of what could have been the last game ever at yeah. Oakland, but I think they're going back there this year. So we'll probably catch you there in every other stadium you're at uh, <laughs> for Monday Night Football. Thank you. Yeah, things were tense at that game. I'm sure. <laughs> well, tensions were high. They they didn't know if the fans were going to burn the stadium down at the end of the game. <laughs> well, look, you sent them to Vegas. They're not going to be there forever now. It looks like, and so of course tensions are high. I mean, the, Oakland was Oakland. Now they're changing everything around. But we'll have to see. Uh, tensions are probably going to be higher in hockey with all the refing going on. This is a debacle. I don't know if you've been following it, but. It's been a mess in the NHL right now, so we'll, well see. Well, yeah. Yeah, you mentioned Instagram. If people go to my Instagram, they can see you know me flying over football stadiums and baseball stadiums, stuff like that. And um, it is, uh, it's such a unique shared experience, sports. I, I love that, and I love how an entire city, millions of people, in this case Oakland, you know, can all be focused on the same thing and all be emotional about that same, you know, either the game or is our team going or staying. And uh, and that's an amazing thing to witness from the air of flying over these events and, and seeing, you know, sometimes 50,000 people and sometimes a million or five or 10 million people all watching that that point in that stadium to see what happens next. And uh, we will see what happens next in the life of David Allen Arnold uh, on this podcast, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Let's stay in touch, brother, all right? Alexander, I love it. I love your social media. You just have such good energy, and I, I love all your pictures and stories that you post. And thank you so much for having me on. Of course, and thanks for coming back on. We'll have you again soon. And, hey, have a okay, safe flight, sure. all right? Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm Alexander Garrett. That was David Allen Arnold. He's got to go uh, overseas for a undisclosed event, undisclosed uh, project. We won't get into it. And uh, we'll talk to you soon on Keeping It Real with Alexander Garrett. David, my goodness, that was amazing.